Welcome to the Sullivan and Sons Sports Podcast. I'm Seamus Sullivan. I'm Mark Sullivan. So we just had a couple of finals finish up recently this week. One of them was competitive. Well, more competitive than the other one, which, uh, as uh, Draymond Green put, was a quickie. Yeah, I, I have the same opinion. The, the NHL one seemed to be a little bit more competitive. Definitely with the NBA, you just had the, the two juggernauts kind of racing through the playoffs to meet each other. One only dropped one game. The other went perfect through the finals. And it you would expect it to have been more competitive in the end than it was, but uh, it, clearly the Warriors had more firepower than than the Cavs. So in your opinion, how does this uh, affect LeBron's legacy in terms of, you know, a lot of people think he's chasing Michael Jordan, They want or people think he's already the best player. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Mark? I think... Uh, I think it's still a little bit early. I think it will impact him. Uh, he's certainly three and five in the finals. I think one of the things that people will take into consideration is the fact that we now have these NBA super teams, so to speak, uh, which makes it a little bit different, at least certainly for this finals and even the finals that they played and uh, two years ago. You know, you have teams that are just having so many more superstars than others. Jordan, you know, he faced teams with superstars, but, you know, the Jazz had uh, Malone and uh, John Stockton, but he didn't have teams that were stacked the way they are now. Yeah, I know, uh, just from my point of view here, uh, just throw some numbers at you. You've got, you know, obviously Michael Jordan, 6-0 in finals, uh, until recently, you had Tim Duncan, who was undefeated. He was five and zero. He's five and one now in finals, or excuse me, he's four and zero. Now he's five and one. And you've got uh, some other guys. You got like Bill Russell, who won eleven finals uh, with one. He lost one. You got Kobe went five and two. Shaq went four and two. So you've got all these guys with you know pretty pretty good finals records. But I think why this finals and any other finals that LeBron happens to lose is not a, a, a defining point in his legacy to my point or to my in my opinion is because you know Michael Jordan 6 and 0 in finals he didn't win the finals every year he played basketball he didn't win 12 finals and never lose he lost earlier in the playoffs so for LeBron I just look at it as you could say he's won 3 finals so right now he's still 3 behind Jordan whatever his his record you know total comes up to if he wins you know another two, three finals, and he ends his career with, you know, where he's five and ten in finals appearance. It, it's still, to me, it's just he's won five finals. A, a loss in the finals, a loss in the first round of the playoffs or not making the playoffs at all, it doesn't really affect my opinion in terms of how great players are. I, I think the other thing that people forget when they when they compare and, and look at records of individuals in the finals is, in the end, it's still a team sport, and and LeBron will never win a finals by himself. He's got to have the other players around him because it's a five-on-five game, and certainly the Warriors were just stacked when you've got uh, – you add a MVP to another. You've got two former NBA MVPs on one team along with um, – Defensive Player of the Year, Draymond Green. Yeah, you just it, it, you have a team that's just stacked. So, 
Um, you know, Clay Thompson ain't too bad either. Yeah, you know he's not uh, exactly. Uh, and so I, I, I think you, people overrate the uh, finals, um, their the individual finals records. I think yeah. if if you were to look at it and say if the Warriors were to, and the Cavs were to swap um, and put. LeBron James in place of Kevin Durant, would the Warriors still have won? And I think they would have probably swept a Durant-led Cavaliers team. I think he's just that good. And and we're just in an era with super teams. Um, and then you, and some of the other ones he's lost. I mean, he lost the one year to uh, the San Antonio Spurs and and Popovich. And that was a that was a really well-coached team. So I, I, I don't think it'll... I think in the end he's a phenomenal player, and I don't think his record in the finals will um, detract it at all from his skill as a superstar. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's won three of them, but I mean, he's still got. He's only thirty-two. He's got a few years left. See how many more he can rack up here, because yeah, in the end it's about how many you win. Because you you look at guys like you got Barkley, you got Ewing, you know, you mentioned Malone and Stockton. Those guys never won any championships rarely are brought up in you know who's the goat it's it's usually michael jordan and right now lebron james you've got a few other guys sometimes kobe but you know he won five finals stuff like that alan iverson never won a finals right you and then i mean you go back a few eras and and you look at wilt chamberlain and others and and you know they they get forgotten i think because of the fact that they didn't play uh, they didn't play the perimeter. You know, those those inside guys, Shaquille O'Neal, um, uh, certainly in his prime was an amazing player. And sometimes it's you're, it's hard to make those comparisons from era to era. It's also hard to make those comparisons from um, player, the position they're playing from position to position. That's very true. That's very true. It's much more, much less, I should say, uh, you know, physical game nowadays versus when Jordan played or going all the way back to, when Will Chamberlain played, they didn't have a three-point line even. Right, so. right. But uh, switching on you from, you talked about super teams. How about we talk about a not-so-super team in the San Diego Padres? I don't know if you saw this. They are playing on a almost regular basis three guys that were in single A last year. Not even, you know, high-level, high-class A ball. Not double A, not triple A. They're, they were down. They're about four leagues removed from the MLB. What's your take on that? I, you know, I read it. I, I don't have enough really to say. I have an opinion on that. It just seems highly unusual that they would be doing that. Um, I don't. What's your thought on why they're doing that? Why Why wouldn't they have picked up players who are higher up and and use them? Well, you saw it with in basketball. You see it with the Sixers. Um, I don't know if Cleveland's doing it intentionally. They might just be that bad uh, of a franchise but they're doing what the Sixers are doing they're they're tanking they want to get those high picks and they're through this rule five draft how they got these guys just so everybody's aware they've got catcher Luis Torrens shortstop Alan Cordoba and they also have a pitcher Miguel Diaz all these guys were rule five picks which means they have to be on the Padres roster the major league roster or else they just go back to their teams that drafted them and so you know, San Diego is going a step further than just having them on their roster. They're playing them. And they're just, I mean, I wouldn't say they're trying to lose, but they got these guys. They say, well, if we don't play them or we don't have them on the 
the major league roster, we just lose them anyways. And they're like, we're already horrible. We're bad. We just we're gonna get more picks. We're gonna do a lot more prospects. You saw it with the Yankees for a little bit. They were they're pretty bad the past couple of years. Now they've got these young guys through their farm system, so they're going the opposite of trying to sign veteran free agents or you know when you got a de- depleted farm system, you just you got to take drastic measures. Do you think they were uh, players that did they make a good decision in adding them to their roster in terms of their skill set? Uh, or could they have had, if could they have made Rule Five draft and chosen better players out of that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I to be honest, I did not know these guys at all. I mean, I'm not a, the biggest MLB fan, but these guys are coming from they're from nowhere. I mean, single A ball. There was a I've been reading a little bit about uh, some of the the more in depth stats. You know, not like batting average and OBP and stuff like that. But uh, kind of raw metrics on how they fit in, sort of, uh, if you, you probably heard, like, you know, batted ball speed, so how hard they're hitting it. A couple of these guys, they're hitting it pretty hard up there with, you know, um, major leaguers. The, the pitcher is hitting the strike zone and making guys whiff um, a decent amount. So, I mean, their, their actual on-field play, I mean, it does not look major league ready. I will say that. I've seen... The pitcher, he got hammered a couple nights ago uh, in the second or third inning. He just got run out of the game, basically. And, you know, the the catcher isn't isn't the greatest. I think I, I saw something. He's got double the amount of pass balls and wild pitches versus uh, an average major, major league catcher per inning. Um, I think the best out of the bunch has been the shortstop. He, he's been playing pretty good. His defensive metrics are up there. Alan um, Cordoba? Yes, yes, Alan Cordoba. And... He's not the the most powerful hitter, but he's he's slapping in some singles. So I mean, we'll see. I mean, honestly, what do, what do they have to lose? I mean, they have these three guys that they lose by not playing them. So by by playing them, they keep the players. They have some prospects that they now get to keep. I I don't foresee these guys playing in the major leagues next year. I think they'll go back down to double A AA or triple A ball or even single A again. Well, and as I look here at the standings as we speak tonight, the Padres managed to stay one game ahead of the San Francisco Giants, even with those three guys on their roster. And they're probably paying them a lot less money than the Giants who've yeah, obviously league, league went minimum. to... I don't know if the uh, Giants are going to be repeating and seeing them in the National League Championship Series this year. Yeah, I, I doubt that as well. But... uh just interesting. You've got one sport with four or five all stars on the floor on the you know on one team, and then this this in this sport, Major League Baseball, we've got just an absolutely atrocious team. And you're right, it is crazy. They they are not they are somehow not the worst team in baseball with guys who shouldn't even be um, let's let's face it, they shouldn't be bat boys up here. They, this guy shouldn't be a bullpen catcher. <laughs> yeah, they managed to stay just ahead of their rivals. So you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, a guy that you're impressed with who is, uh, I didn't realize how tall he is, playing for the Yankees. Yeah, just real quickly, uh, touch on Aaron Judge. I've been impressed. He's He's been really lighting it up. He's got the most home runs at this point in all of Major League Baseball. He's got a... Uh, how many home runs does he have now? I think he's at 22 is what I saw last. Um, I mean, that, that total changes because they play every day, but... 
th- that would be actually a very hot. That's a very impressive number because I think we're about a what a, a little over a third the way through the the season. Yeah, I mean, I think, granted he won't. I think they were saying that um that's more than any Yankees rookie ever. You know, he's beaten out the Babe, he's beaten out Lou Gehrig, Ted Williams, all these guys. Um, and so as a rookie, he's doing this. I think I think he, there was something about Roger Maris was pretty close in home run totals at this point in the season. Okay. But uh, yeah, I just I just like I think the Yankees are playing it really well with that uh the judges' chambers and the right field stands. I think. Have you seen those? I did see pictures of those where you can uh, be selected to sit out there and and get some uh, additional hair uh, <laughs> uh, added to your. Decor. Uh, I don't know what the word is. I'm looking for. They, they give them the robes. They give them robes, and they yep, give them the. Yep. It looks the pretty old official. British, British wigs the, the, to make them look like old imperial judges. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of good promotions, have you seen what the Atlanta Braves have been doing recently in between innings? Probably, probably one of the coolest promotions I've seen. Um, one of their sponsors. I think it's 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 a, like a convenience store gas station. They have this uh, this guy, Mister Freeze. Hey, I heard it's one of their uh, groundskeepers that they actually have uh, doing this. He runs against one of the fans. Uh, similar, you see similar things in a lot of stadiums around the U.S., but usually they're they're character based, and you have like three or four fans racing each other in characters. And uh, what the what this sponsorship is is they have Mr. Freeze racing against one fan who they give a substantial uh, lead to, and then he tries to see if he can catch up and pass him. And it was becoming a phenomenal uh, social media hit. And you said that he had actually, when I read and when I was reading the article on it, uh, he hadn't lost any races, but now you say he's actually lost one yep, race. Yep, yep. He had. Uh, it, it was. It's interesting. The first night of the promotion, they might have given him too much of a head start. I don't know. There's no. I haven't seen any video on it. I've only read about it. Yeah, the first night, he got beat, and that guy got a one hundred dollar gift card to those convenience stores. And uh, but yeah, since then he's been. He made one guy. The guy thought he was miles ahead. He was trying to have the have the crowd cheer him on. Notice Mr. Freeze race by him, and then he face planted. Can't get much worse than that. And then just the other night, Mr. Freeze uh, gave him, uh, you know, 200 feet head start, I would say at least, and uh, catches him, beats him pretty easily. Maybe about the last 30 yards, he caught him. But uh, he actually stumbled out of the blocks. It was I was I was surprised. I thought that would have been another loss. He for for a good couple seconds there, he just lost his. Uh, his grip couldn't get out of the blocks very well. Well, and, he, and he's a groundskeeper for the Atlanta Braves. That's uh, Nigel Talton. Yeah, he's yep. still he still is a, a groundskeeper for him, but he also was wasn't he a track star? Yeah, when he was in I think college. Yeah, I think he's training for the Olympics too, is what I've heard. Okay, so this isn't this isn't some guy who's just raking up the dirt around second base. He's he's an athlete, that's for sure. Right. So some breaking news. I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. The McGregor-Mayweather fight, the long-awaited fight. I uh, I would say I'm definitely going to watch this. I don't watch too much live MMA or boxing. I do like to read about it or see some highlights. But I'm very interested. I'm not going to pay for it, though. So I'm how are you going to watch it without I'm, paying for it? I'm going to go to like Buffalo Wild Wings or a sports bar or somewhere that's 
they're they're paying for it because I don't want to pay for this this circus, but I definitely want to see it live. I'm I'm very intrigued by it. Um, I want to see Mayweather lose. I want to see. Uh, the... Do you think that McGregor even has a chance? No, no, he's got almost zero. I would say, yeah, I I don't foresee Mayweather knocking out McGregor. That was going to be my next question. Yeah, yeah, I I I think. Uh, he very well could, but we saw even against professional boxers, um, or at the end of his career against other professionals, he, who, you know, Andre Berto um, was his last opponent. He he just outpoints him. He's he's very defensive. He doesn't at his age, you know, he's still very quick. I just think he doesn't want to get hit so much so that he doesn't expose himself to attacks and he just he doesn't have the same punching power he did when he was younger. I think that's the smarter way to box. I but. think uh, you're right. I 12 rounds will be an interesting fight. I think it'll probably I anticipate it will go 12 rounds. I I think that McGregor does not really have a chance because as good as he is and MMC, I still don't believe that you're seeing MMA uh, still seeing the best athletes, um, I think you st- boxing still has superior athletes be- because it draws more money than. Uh, I know McGregor's making a lot of money there, but generally it's still not as high a profile, so you're not getting as high a quality, and it's just a completely different sport. They uh, just both happen to involve punching, right? But the other one of them involves significantly more than punching. MMA, you can just, you know. Yes. Just yep. it's so brutal. I think a big difference why McGregor won't get knocked out is the the ten count, because in MMA you get stunned, you go down, they just keep punching you. You know you have a lot of TKOs and you know fights called off just because a guy's getting his face pounded in. He's he's still conscious. He's not knocked out, but he's not defending himself. In boxing, you really got to knock a guy out. I mean he's got to be wobbling. He's got to be counted out to 10, you know. They, I, I think boxing, you don't see as many fights waved off as in MMA. So uh, what's uh, uh, Mayweather? Is he 49-0? He is, he is. And so he's so, trying to hit that half-century mark. Right, and, and McGregor has never boxed a professional match in his entire life. No, I think uh, when he was an amateur, even like way back when he was still in Ireland— I think he he did some um, traditional boxing gloves, you know, no takedowns, no kicks. But, I mean, I think that's like, he's 28, so I think that's like 12 years since he's had a traditional boxing fight. I think he's been fighting MMA for a good while now. Um, obviously not all in the UFC, I think. Uh, yeah, so I think the people, self-included, who are not followers of, who are not, in-depth followers of either sport would say, oh, this is probably going to be a very close matchup. But I think if McGregor does, I think if he wins a round, <laughs> he'll surprise everybody. Yeah, that would be, that'd be huge. I think, um, yeah, you're going to see a lot of, I, I think you're going to see all 10-9 rounds in favor of uh, Mayweather. I think you'll see some 10-8s. If it goes all 12, you'll see 12 rounds. You'll see some 10-8 rounds for uh Mayweather, where he just really dominates McGregor. I think uh, there, there's there been people saying 
McGregor will be lucky to land a punch. I, I don't disagree with that. I think he will. I think he'll press the attack a little bit, but Mayweather's just so good defensively that, I mean, you got professional boxers that cannot hit him. Right, and they're, they're, uh, the reason that this is going to happen is because they offered him so much money. Yeah. That's the only reason it's they're happening. Both, they're both smart in taking this fight. They're both, I mean, I don't know, I think McGregor started it by saying, you know, yeah, I could take Mayweather, and I don't know if he, he really believes it. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not in his head, but I doubt that he thinks he's got a serious chance either, but he's he's going for the money, you know. They're both going to walk walk out of there with $100 million, probably Mayweather a lot more than that. Yeah. And you had one more story that you wanted to talk about in terms of breaking news, a really kind of a tragic story. Tragic in the 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 pilot is fine. That sounds ominous already. I but thought he was actually severely burned. Okay, well he's he's not in critical condition. He's stable. He'll be all right. He'll make a full recovery. We had a blimp crash at the U.S. Open. Did you you saw that as well? I did see that. Yeah, it was crazy. Um. You know, just they they don't really know why they're still investigating. It just happened today, but uh, you, you saw a blimp basically kind of deflate, burst into flames, and crash to the ground. And uh, it's it's all over Twitter. There's plenty of videos you can go watch. It's it's crazy, but yeah, there's there's only one guy. He's all right. Hey, well, it, this has been our inaugural inaugural show, and we're just testing a lot of things out. So if you actually listened, we want to say thank you. Uh, we have no sponsors to thank, so we're just going to thank the four people who are probably going to listen to this podcast and give us some feedback, and it's been a great time. Thanks.